Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome again. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast, and I'm with Claude Diamond, one of my hey, men- one of my mentors and coaches and good friends. Uh, you're in San Diego right now, I believe, enjoying yeah. the horrible, oh, ugly, God, so terrible hot. weather. Oh, no. It, rain- it actually rained here last night. We I think we got a quarter inch of rain, uh, but it's good for my lawn. That's horrible. It's very good. We're having a bad drought out here in California. <laughs> we need the rain. So I'm looking outside right now to some snow. It's probably 30 degrees, which isn't that bad, actually. It's kind of warm. Are you missing Colorado at all? Do you miss the um, snow there? I, I love Colorado, uh, but, um, yeah, I do miss the skiing. But there's something about being able to go outside, go to the pool, go to the beach, have a fish taco and a Corona beer uh, in 75-degree weather. I, I'm sorry. Am I making people miserable right now, Joe? No, 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 no. <laughs> Because who knows, they may be listening to this in the middle of August and wishing for those days when it was snowing and cold again. But uh, okay, so uh, Claude and I, we talked a few days ago, and uh, this is kind of like a continuation of our previous podcast, but I wanted to talk with Claude about, because you've been in the business since the 80s, and I wanted to ask Claude some questions about how marketing has changed over time. And a lot has happened since then. A lot has changed, but a lot of things have stayed the same. And I think we're going to get some good perspective from Claude on, on what's used to work and what still is working today, right? Exactly. Joe, I have a test for you. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> what am I holding up here? Yeah, I found these old VHS, not A-Track. That's okay. even older. A-Tracks go back to, the, I think, the 60s. Oh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and they were replaced by cassettes, and then the video revolution happened. And, uh, everybody remembers Blockbuster. We know they're gone, right? Oh, yeah. Think, and uh, there's a lesson to be learned by Blockbuster, by the way. Did you know Blockbuster had an opportunity to buy Netflix for $25 million at one time? Did they really? Yes. And who's here and who's gone now? That's amazing. I did not know that. So I think there's one theme or one lesson we can learn from this podcast. Things change all the time. Change is constant. We have to change with with the industry, with the technology. Our marketing today, my marketing is so different from the 80s and 90s to here we are 2015. So different. And it's actually better. It's It's one, you know, my costs, Joe, do you know, I don't know about you, I was spending $10,000 a month in marketing at one time. You know what I spend today? None. Uh, 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 almost next to nothing, you know, literally next to nothing. Well, there's, uh, with my, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I was just going right. to say, I, I use a technique called virtual attraction marketing right. where the leads come into me automatically. I know that's a favorite word of yours. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about that here. Uh, I wanted to um, just point everybody real quick, go to realestateinvestingmastery.com, check out the show notes to this show because we got some cool stuff that we're giving away for free. If you go to the show notes, you can get more information about that. Uh, Claude, oh, by the way, our website is realestateinvestingmastery.com, realestateinvestingmastery.com. Go to the show notes where we're talking to Claude and 
um, I'm trying to think of a name for this show. Let's call it Virtual Attraction. Virtual Marketing. Attraction Marketing. Yes. Okay. So go look for the show that has Virtual Attraction Marketing on there. And, Are we going to uh, give a great free book? Yeah, yeah. I got it right here. I'm actually... Oh, uh, yeah. If you How many... What is it? 320-something oh, pages Does it there. have pages in there? I don't see pages. Um, it's an index in the front. Okay. That is a collection of articles on lease purchasing, wholesale, real estate, gut sales training. I found that in the dungeon, too. I put it all in Dropbox in a PDF. Yeah. And... Um, Let's just give it away for free, Joe, because you and I are all about educating people. And well, that's really and, generous. Uh, well, I, that's my pleasure. I'm looking here. These are newsletters that you wrote um, from 1993, I think, is the first one. Yeah. Can you believe that was over 20 years ago? Yeah, I was only 16 or something. Yeah, you were only 16. <laughs> but that, uh, that doesn't seem that long ago, but it, I guess it really was. It blows my mind still today. Well, where do you see you, – you have little kids. Where do you see how fast they grow up? Yeah. It, it's like overnight they're, they're small. Then they become – they go to college. Then they yeah. text you once in a while. <laughs> they text and they don't call. But marketing, you know, marketing in the 80s was a lot – a lot of the things that we did then, 80s and 90s, people are still doing today. There's still some merit to hanging up signs in certain parts of the country. In parts here of Southern California, you can actually get arrested for hanging signs. You know, it really uh, depends. I love signs. Uh, they always brought in phone calls. They're simple. They're inexpensive. Um, what, one of my tricks or tips was to put my sign in places where I was prohibited for hanging signs. I'd put the sign, I'd park my car in a legal place and put the signs inside the windows. Oh, really? Yeah, nobody could do anything about that legally. There's no law against putting signs in your own property in a legally parked space. So if you can't post them on a on a on a, a street light or something like that, or a sign, uh, another kind of sign, uh, you put it inside your car where it's legally parked in a very busy area, and people will see your signs that way too. That's not a bad idea. You know, so we used to do that. We used to do classified ads. Remember those in the local newspapers. The nickel savers and and all these great little news local papers, weekly papers, uh, uh, major papers. I used to use the uh, New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, Investor Business Daily. All these old uh, newspapers with classified ads. When the circulation was in the millions, people read newspapers. Uh, unfortunately, we're seeing the demise of newspapers today, or or a big change in them. Actually, they're all going digital. Right. I I get the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal every morning, but I, but I read them on my little iPad that I'm holding up right now. Yeah, I do too. I, I actually read the Wall Street Journal on my iPad, and, and I yeah. enjoy I prefer, But I still like the feel of a newspaper. But, there's something you know, about ink on the fingers, right? Yeah, but you know, there's, there's, still thing that works, there's still things that work today that have always, I think always will work. I think postcards are a great form of marketing. Get a lot of deals from postcards. Um, but there are, like I have some friends, I don't do this, but still put ads in the penny saver or the nickel thrifty times, whatever you call it. Occasionally, once every couple months, a deal comes from that. Definitely getting a positive ROI. But a lot of things have changed over time. Let's talk about, Claude, when you were getting started in real estate, what was this? The um, When you were like five years old in the 80s, right? Yeah, exactly. Five years old. I was out of college, actually. Okay. Um, and got the real estate fever like we all have. Read some great books by William Nickerson, 
um, five how to change five thousand to five million rehabbing. Um, I read. Um, um, uh, oh my God, Robert um, Allen. Yeah. Um, nothing down. Great, very creative strategies to utilize when lending was a lot easier and assumption of mortgages and things like that. You know, I used to pick up mortgages. I would, you could just assume mortgages at one time, VAs, uh, for $250, you could assume them very little qualification or none. I mean, it was, it was a wonderful time in real estate to pick up stuff. Uh, uh, people, you know, we didn't have a lot of Dodd-Frank and a lot of the scrutiny and things we had today. Um, right. So if you were good in sales and you knew how to find these properties, uh, it was great. Uh, I used to use magazines also, by the way. I used to use Money and Entrepreneur and, and magazines like that, um, which people still read. Yeah, the thing about it is you said a word before, ROI, return on investment. Um, if I put an ad in a newspaper that costs for a little bitty half-inch ad, uh, $80, $90, $100, it's very expensive. Um, am I getting enough re phone calls for that return on that investment? That's the analysis I do in all my marketing. And yeah. the thing is, can I spend my money on something else today and get a better, get more leads for the same money or less money? And you don't know that unless you track your numbers, right? Yeah, you got to watch your numbers. You got to do an analysis. That's where you know using Google and a lot of the analytics is is very handy nowadays. Right. Right. Uh, absolutely. What else did we do? Um, we used to do newsletters. Newsletters. I mailed a newsletter, the least purchased times, uh, and today, and success stories. And today, we uh, we do it electronically. I send them out. I have sixteen thousand subscribers that I send my newsletter out to electronically. I don't have to pay the postage. Postage was a consideration in the eighties, nineties, two thousand. Uh, today, what's a, um, a, a first-class stamp today? I always did first-class, by the way. Do you know why? No. Because it was always, when the address changed, the post office automatically returns first-class uh, postage okay. and gives you the new change of address to update your database. Okay. So that's the way we always kept a, a, an evolving and up-to-date uh, database. That was before email and things like that. So I was mailing out to thousands of people. They'd get the newsletter. The, the envelope had a, a colorful icon on it with a picture of the newsletter or a picture of me on it with my name and phone number. So the envelope acted as a marketing piece too. Then they opened it. Then eventually we folded over the newsletter. We didn't have to, we wanted to cut costs because the postage was going up. So we folded the newsletter and used the newsletter itself as the address label. Okay. And things like that, but still, you know, when you're talking about labor, uh, manufacturing, I, uh, the, and, and to send out these newsletters to thousands of people, you know, it wasn't unknown to spend five thousand dollars a mailing in those days, at least. Wow! Now yeah, you were doing money. you were doing newsletters um, like that for um, consulting business, lease purchase deals. And lease purchase consulting and, and training. Yeah. So you, how are you doing it for? Because a lot of people think it's either one or the other. So how was it? How were you able to, you know, to do this kind of marketing and find sellers that wanted to sell deals and students that wanted to learn the business? You know, did you separate it or? No, I didn't. That's a great question. It's an excellent question. You know, you can separate your marketing, create different companies, different marketing. But once again, ROI, return on investment. Many people who are listening to this are just getting started or have limited resources for marketing. 
Okay. And the thing is, what is the, what is the best use of your money? So what I always tried to do is have a hybrid or a blend of marketing, uh, real estate stories, real estate education. I promoted my consulting and mentoring business all the time, but also people called me with deals. And what was interesting, and we were using landlines then, okay? We're talking before this little device I'm holding up, the cell phone, okay? Yeah. It was all landlines. We, you remember, you, you went out to a property, you didn't have a phone. You couldn't take pictures or videos. You had to go to th something strange, a phone booth yeah. <laughs> or a coffee shop to make your phone calls. You, you don't. Maybe you don't remember these days, but I do. Uh, eventually, we did get car phones. Very, very expensive. I remember I had those. Uh, yeah, very expensive. And the back and the trunk of your car had this heavy, uh, heavy equipment in the back, uh, you know, depending on what you were doing, what kind of equipment you were using back then. Uh, the, the telephone, if you have to say anything, the cell phone was one of the great technological changes that really made a difference in this business. Now, you know, we were always worried about when to call people. Could we call them in the dinner time? Could we call them on the weekends? Could we reach them during the day? Um, now, the, the different, the interesting thing is, you can all people always ask me when's the best time to call, and I always say now because yeah. everybody has this device with them, the yeah. cell phone. Yeah, and and, and that's the, that was one of the big changes in the marketing. So we were doing uh, media, we were doing newsletters, we were doing signs. Um, one of the things that we don't talk about in marketing, which is still very pertinent today, is public speaking. Um, very scary thing for a lot of people. It was for me, in all honesty. Um, I studied Dale Carnegie and and Toastmasters and things like that, and um, I learned how to speak publicly. And I found that every time I spoke. Uh, people brought me deals. Really? Or I was able to market deals. Now, where would you go speak? Uh, a good question. Let's know, keep this back in the 80s and 90s. Real estate clubs. Real estate really? clubs have always been the foundation of this business. Um, there's always been real estate clubs. Today, uh, in comparison, we still have real estate clubs, and but we also have meetup groups, uh, meetup.com, where we have these little uh, little groups there. Sometimes they're as few as 20, 20 people, and they meet at a sports club once every two weeks. Uh, folks go to meetup.com. I go to these little meetings if convenient. I'll give a 15 minute presentation on lease purchasing, gut sales training, wholesale real estate, uh, marketing, and um, these people will bring me deals or be interested in me mentoring them. So, public, and today, uh, I'm just coming off three weeks. I was in Seattle, I was in Fresno, I was in Orange County, all real estate clubs and one meetup group. And I'll tell you right now, every time, and I, I use a little PowerPoint uh, display, uh, take my little, um, you can now get on the plane with just your little iPad, plug it into the digital projector. And every time I speak, Joe, I make money. Because mm -hmm. uh, speaking is the, I think, one of the ultimate marketing methods. But it's very difficult for many people, and I understand that. Well, you have a course. I'm looking at it right now. Consulting. You have a consulting course. Yeah. That you created. Yeah. You? I have a whole package here. It's funny. Yeah. I did this a long time ago. Consulting, coaching, and mentoring in creative real estate. Yeah, and and you, it's it's what's interesting about that is it's not just okay selling, coaching to students who want to learn the lease purchase business. You also teach in there how to offer consulting to sellers 
on how to do lease purchasing on their deals, right? Yeah, I find a lot of deals. That's something that's also changed a lot in this yeah. business. Um, as the communication changed, we went from landline telephones uh, to cell phones to texting to emails. And the whole world got a lot smaller. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah. I have international clients. I have clients in 14 different countries. Oh. Uh, I use Skype. I use... Um, Oh my gosh, uh, FaceTime, all these different technologies. You and I are using Skype right now. And we're using, and, and you also do a lot of videos with I, I uh, what's it called? iJot? You, uh, iJot for uh, follow up and offers. Right, right. Where you, I, send, you send uh, video emails, iJot. I send video emails. I use iJot. There's several other systems out there. I make offers sending video. Right, What's right. really interesting is, though, I'll, I'm in California, someone in New York or Florida. Uh, will contact me. We will negotiate it. We will negotiate a deal, um, and and boom, uh, you know, I will or uh, they will need help with the deal, and I will consult on that deal. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of consulting on deals. Some deals you don't want to touch; they're too far away. They're not your kind of deal. The money, the numbers aren't right, or there's no room. Not everybody always wants a Joe McCall or a Claude Diamond in the deal, but they want your knowledge. Why not set up a special why not specialize in a niche in an area of creative real estate and consult in that area? I'm a big endorser of that. Yeah, I like that a lot. And and that could be a whole nother subject on its own. Oh, um, that's another podcast we have to do on consulting in yeah. creative real estate. Let me know. I'll be glad to do that with you. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's do yeah, let's go yeah do it. absolutely. But back to marketing. Yeah. Um, so then things started to change. The communication was better, email came into effect, I believe, in 1995, AOL, Prodigy. Remember that? Remember the news groups and all that? Maybe <laughs> yeah. that. Remember that little device? What it was that sound it made? <laughs> remember it was that horrible <laughs> connective sound? Yeah, yeah. And uh, you well, got I remember, I used to Remember <laughs> AOL used to give away those free floppy disks, you know? Oh, millions of them. They were like, I uh, used them for coasters in my house. I, there were I so would many. take them and... and uh, because, you know, those those little floppy disks were, you have to pay like three, four, five bucks for them. I would take them and erase them and yeah. and use them for my own personal stuff. I don't know sure. if that was stealing or not, but they gave them away for no, free. No, no, they gave it to you. You're allowed to reburn it and stuff like that. And so, so yeah. that, was the, that was the next revolution. Uh, I think today, uh, you know, get, using email and getting news. Now, we didn't have to go to the library. Uh, for research and things. We used to use things like microfiche and look up property records on old newspapers and things like that. Today we found out we could do, uh, with the revolution and around, two, around uh, 2000 or so, 1995, 2000, we, we started to see that we could do everything at home on our, on our desktop computer. Yeah. And, and that evolved to laptops, that evolved to uh, iPads, iPhones. All the information is at our fingertips at home. Uh, we use today Google Maps. We used to use regular maps. Now we use Google. When I talk to somebody, I go to Street View right away uh -huh. and look at the property on Google Maps. It's phenomenal. Then I go to Zillow or Craigslist if I'm looking for deals. And yeah. I can see the pictures of these deals. And everything is at your fingertips. Whereas in the older days, we used to get in our car and just drive everywhere. Yeah, and you couldn't, uh, you know, I, I, you couldn't email pictures of properties back and forth very easily. No, we fax machine. Which, remember faxing contracts and fax. Remember when the fax came into effect? 
Uh, we were burning up the fax machine like crazy in those days. That was a really phenomenal change in the business with contract, instant transmission of paperwork. That was really cool. Right. So you were doing a lot of newsletters at the time, written mm -hmm. newsletters. And again, you Make guys can go, ring. You can go to, the, to the website to download this huge book, 300 pages on a PDF of all of these old um, – they're not Smile even. When you say that. Not, I hesitated to say old. They're not that old, but uh, no. I mean, some of these in here are as recent as um, just a few years ago. Yeah. And uh, so, but they're articles. In fact, here's one I'm looking at towards the end. You don't have a date on here, but I recognize this. You came out with the the Ten Commandments of Lease Purchasing. Remember you with a picture yeah. of you and Moses and the Ten Commandments. <laughs> that's not that. That's not from too long ago. But anyway, no, it's not. That's a very popular book and package, by the way. Right. So you can get all this for free by going to the show notes. Just go to realestateinvestingmastery.com and look up the show called Virtual Attraction Marketing, and we'll get this to you. Okay, so why would you do these newsletters? What what was that all about? Just to get the phone to ring. I always had an item uh, for sale. Um, I always I had deals in there. It made the it, it introduced you to people. You know, in marketing, it's still true today. When we start out looking for a prospect or to, to buy, to sell, to coach, consult, whatever, um, we're a total stranger. How do we bring them into our universe where they say, hey, this guy's got something interesting. I want to know more about him. I want to read more about him, watch some videos on him. So we'd send out newsletters. People would read them, good bathroom reading, short articles, and then they would pick up the phone and call us. That, and to me, the definition of marketing is one word reaction. How do we get a reaction out of the prospect, the person that we want to do business with in real estate? Okay. The uh, buyers, sellers, investors, other professionals, the newsletter work then. Then we, we started to do web pages, articles. We used to send, e we send email blasts out. We still do that. How do I bring people into my universe? I do today. I have over 200, and, and you do this a lot too with your podcasts and things like that. I do a lot of YouTube videos today. I have 200, at this, right now I think I have 248 videos on YouTube, two to four minutes in length. I give away more f information today than, than some people uh, charge for, okay, and it's all free. Yeah. And, why do I, and why do I do it? To get the phone to ring. Get the phone to ring. Somebody sees that video. On the end of every one of my videos, I always say, call me. I answer my own phone. I try to, And I truly try to be accountable to people because out there somewhere is someone with a deal, who um, you know, a great deal, maybe make a year's salary on one deal or a, li a lot of little deals or someone who needs help with a deal and consulting, and they're calling me or emailing me. That's the, that's the nature of marketing in 2015. We have to make ourselves attractive to people. In a, in a very non-commercial way. 20, 30 years ago, we could be much more commercial. Yeah, we right. could say, hey, buy my package, buy this, buy that. Because we didn't have as good a communication. Today, there's access to so much information. But people, if people can pick and choose information, why do they want to go to a very commercial website when they can go to my YouTube uh, youtube.com slash cdmentor and see 240 something videos on how to find properties, mm -hmm. how to do a lease purchase contract, and they can get this information for free. And that's the big difference to today. People are much more selective. 
they are resentful of too much commercialization. Have you noticed that, Joe? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I sometimes am. Does everybody, why is Netflix so popular today? Netflix. Well, it's, because it's, it's about time. Yeah. Everything today is about the value of time. With Netflix, I can watch a movie when I want to watch it. Okay, why is Uber so uh, popular today? Because you can find a, a car that, that acts like a taxi and it can pick you up in three minutes rather than you standing outside in the pouring rain for 20 minutes. Yeah. It's all about time today. It is all about value. It is all about perception. Is Joe or Claude a guy I can trust? Are they accountable? Do they have good information out there? I don't want to just pick up the phone and talk to a salesman. Yeah. Okay, so why do you call it virtual attraction marketing? What's the virtual part of that? The virtual is everything's on the Internet. Okay. Everything is blogs today. It is YouTube of videos and Vimeo vi videos. It is newsletters on Postwire. My newsletter today is so different. My newsletter still has some text and audio content, but it's mostly video. I usually on my newsletter, um, and like I said, we have 16,000 subscribers now, uh, it's, it's video. It's um, different topics on marketing, on gut sales, on consulting, on lease purchasing, Different short topics. Today, people want content. They don't want pop-up banners. They don't want the in, in music inserts coming in. They, uh, they want the blogs. They want Instagram. They want pictures of properties to find out more. They want uh, mind maps. A lot of mind maps I use now. Um, so email, blogs, video. You use audio brilliantly with your podcast. That's a great marketing technique that's virtual. Attraction means are they finding something that's interesting, that has great content, and it's contemporary? And is it entertaining? Very, you're, thanks to you and I, we, we have nothing ever to talk about. I think that your <laughs> podcasts are entertaining, too. They're fun. Yeah, They're yeah. informative. I was just reading this morning or last night this large real estate brokerage office in California. For the first time ever, their traffic from to their internet sites was larger from from mobile devices than from a computer and it is yeah so uh, people were actually searching for homes more from their iPhone Android iPad than they were at a computer on a browser typical internet browser so their point was the uh, and they all the other thing the article was saying was that we're starting to come into a point now where more of the people who were born during the 80s and 90s are buying houses than the people who were from the, what do they call it, the, the boomer generation? The, um, well, the boomers, yeah, the baby boomers, boomers. Baby boomers. So, people born in the 50s and 60s. Right. Now it's more, more people from the 80s and 90s are buying homes than people older than them, which means that you know, you've got to be able to, to – Find the ways that those people are looking for information and get your face in front of them, right? And that's kind of where you and I, you still are very, you like to do a lot of mailers. I like to do a lot of things on the internet and so forth because the cost factor now, instead of spending $5,000 for a mailing, I can go on the internet, do a blast to my, uh, my opt-in database with my newsletter uh, you do the same uh, with your uh, podcasts. Mm -hmm. I do the same with YouTube videos and with blogs. 
and my web page. And it's a, a return on investment for the cost analysis is phenomenal sure. uh, on this. And we have to market the way you just brought it up. How are people um, researching today? Where do they get their information? They go to their mobile devices. I'm holding up my mini iPad and my iPhone. These are two things that I'm using more than my laptop now. I don't even have a desktop anymore. I only have laptops. Yeah. By the way, you have the iPad mini. I was thinking about yeah. getting one. Do you? Oh, I have the, it's it's fantastic. I have the I full size, the normal size iPad, but we I wish one, I had, my wife has that. What do you like holding better? Um, in terms of practicality for reading and for traveling and everything, I love the mini. Okay. Now, my wife prefers the standard iPad, the larger one. Uh, I like the mini just because it's a great battery life. Uh, it's great for travel. It does every the camera in it is superb. By the way, for doing recordings and things, I read books on it. I read newspapers. I send emails, and um, uh, for entertainment, for Netflix and stuff, it's we watch the news every night. Brian Williams, when he was employed, we watch, we'd watch a podcast with Brian Williams every night on the dinner table instead of watching all the commercials. So you find it's easier to hold. TV. You can you can actually hold it with one hand. A lot easier. I can hold this with one hand. This is marketing. This is virtual attraction marketing. Yeah. 2015. These are the devices. When someone wants to look for a home, they go on Zillow. They go on the Craigslist. Everybody, this is the revolution that's occurring right now in creative real estate. It's, it's completely different than it was, gosh, 10, 10 years ago even. I think the biggest takeaway from all this is figuring out, okay, who are my customers? Who are the guys that want to sell their houses or buy these houses or um, – depending on what market you're in, you know, if it's luxury homes, where are those people that want to buy luxury homes going to look for houses? Are they going to Google? Are they going to Zillow? Are they, you know, are they, what search terms are they typing in? Yeah, right. What are the meta tags? What are the words they use? And can you use those words in articles, in videos, in podcasts? Mm -hmm. So when someone goes on their mobile device and types in those words, you know, St. Louis or San Diego, are they going to find, uh, you know, are they going to find geographically the properties for the income level, the area they want to live? Are they going to find those properties uh, through their mobile device exactly? Are they going to find the realtor and the investor, the buyer or the seller through these devices? Absolutely. And if you're and doing, we have to mark. I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say if you're doing consulting to them as well, to to either coaching clients or sellers that want to sell their house. Um, you need to think about how you can package that information so you're giving a lot of tremendous value and helpful information as well, right? It's not just pitch, pitch, pitch. It, it can't be pitch. I, I call it, it's, it's give, 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 and then ask. You cannot just ask, ask, ask anymore. People won't stand for it because there's too much free quality information out there. So if you just ask, they're going to say, hey, I don't want a commercial. I don't want my privacy invaded and things like that. I want just good information. You have to earn the trust of the consumer, the person you're doing business with in 2015. I think that's the big takeaway. That's the difference today than it was years ago. Earn the trust of the person. Make them. There's a lot of competition out there, Joe. People have to feel you're accountable, you're trustworthy, and likability is important too. That's That ties into my gut sales method because the psychology yeah. of persuasion is get that person to listen to you, uh, pay attention, uh, and respect your time. 
So what would you say, Good Claude? Good stuff, man. I love this topic, man. It, it's, uh. it's really important because I'm thinking of the guy out there who has a turnkey rental business who wants to start selling more turnkey properties to investors from out of state. In mm -hmm. other words, this is a guy who buys these properties, fix them up, fixes them up, puts a tenant in them, and then sells them. But a lot of complaints that I'm hearing from guys now is like, how do I find the buyers? How do I find the clients out there that I could bring in and, and advertise my properties to them? So what would you say talking to somebody like that? What, what, you know, they, they've always done traditional marketing where they send a bunch of postcards or letters to cash buyers. What would you tell them to get started in to start this kind of virtual attraction marketing? Where would you tell them to go and start? Well. Based on what you said here, the mailers are still pertinent if the list is per if the list is relational. Okay, if you're just doing emails or excuse me, postcards and newsletters and envelopes to people out there from an obscure list that's dead or has been beaten to death, your results, your return on investment is going to be very small. So you've got to have a good list. Okay, and part of all the marketing I've taught, I've spoken about today is having a good opt-in, a dedicated email list of people who are interested in what you're selling, what you're doing. If you're not going to do that, you have to do an analysis of starting with the end. Your marketing should be based on what is the end result I want. Mm -hmm. What is my consumer? We have to, we have to have some kind of um, what is the perception of the of the buyer, of the consumer. What do they do when they want to... A guy wants to move to Florida. He's in St. Louis. He wants a second home in Florida. What is he going to do? Buy newspapers in from Florida, go to the library and, and look up an old microfilm or something? No, he's going to go, of course, online. What is he? What are the words he's going to type into Google? He's going to type in Florida real estate. He's going to type in Boca Raton. He's going to type in rent-to-own Boca Raton or wholesale real estate Boca Raton. What is going to come up on the screen there? And you notice on the top of Google's, there's the regular Google, there's news, there's images, there's video. He's going to pick one of these things. People like video today. Maybe he wants to look at real estate in Boca Raton, Florida video. If you're marketing in doing investment real estate, buying or selling, do you have videos, contemporary entertaining videos on Boca Raton, Florida for that segment so that you pop up uh, uh, when he does his search, will you pop up? Forget about Google AdWords and all these other things. It's, gotta ha it's also got to be contemporary and entertaining and yeah. consistent. You have to consistently put content in. You do a podcast, what, every Every week, every two weeks? At, at least once a week, yes. Once a week. That's contemporary. You're interviewing different people in the market, and they're putting, you're putting constant content out there. People listen to you all the time. The big mistake a lot of people do is they do one article in a blog, they do one podcast once a year, once every six months, or they do one video. You've got to constantly be putting content out there, A. B, that content has got to be pertinent and contemporary. It's got to be uh, relate to 2015 if that's the year we're in right now, okay? And it's got to be, I think it's got to be a little entertaining. I think you you know you don't want a bore fest or a pitch fest or a commercial fest. It's got to be information so that we gain credibility. So the consumer goes to their phone or goes to their laptop and emails us back or or gives us contact information so we can be begin the process of the relationship. 
Very good. I'm sorry I'm talking. I love this topic. I love because it's changed so much from, from just a few years ago. Today we have to earn the trust. We have to market with the end and means. We have to give very good content. And we have to think where is our consumer going and how do we connect with them? Very good. In a, content, in a way. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I and I love YouTube as well. Um, and to see exactly what Claude's talking about, if you go to youtube.com slash CD mentor, CD for Claude Diamond, mentor, you see all of Claude's videos. And, you know, they're not done in a professional studio with the professional lighting and all that. Oh, no. But, but they're, they're just real. They're down to earth. They're, they, they have some sense of humor in them. They're a little goofy. But Thank you. really, really, I mean, in a good way. I know, I know you did. I, 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 they're supposed to be goofy because I'm, listen, uh, you know, I started out this business with uh, basically two nickels to rub together. I built it up into a million dollar business. I created a great life for my family, financial security. I love what I do. And, I, you know, you can impose your own style, what you're comfortable with into this business. Um, you know, the marketing today, we, ha we have to market to the consumer the way they want information. Right. So we have YouTube. to use social. We didn't even talk about Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and and and, and things like that. Well, that's true, and that, it kind of all has to be tied together. And, and you don't have to create a different piece of content for each of those different channels, right? I mean, like you can create a video and then put it on YouTube and share it with your Facebook group, or maybe even do some some small Facebook ads to targeted. People, I, right? I, I extend it to 25 to 50 different entities. Every time I do a YouTube video, I it's embedded or it's linked into Facebook, into Twitter, into, into um, oh gosh, I forgot the name of the one uh, with the uh, other videos, uh, Vimeo, yeah. all these places that people go so that when they type in, I want a house in St. Louis or I want to sell a house in St. Louis or invest in one, are we going to pop up? Because our videos, our podcasts, our uh, blogs, our texts are related to their search. Yeah. And then once they find you. How much I'll... are you charging for this podcast today? <laughs> By God, this podcast, this is the kind of stuff that people charge thousands of dollars for, this information you're giving people today, <laughs> Joe. Thank you. I've been accused of that quite a lot. It's okay. Okay, so finally, just to wrap this up, how important is it to be – to, to give them a way to get a hold of you in the information that you give out. like I answer my own phone, 970-281-515. When you go to my webpage, claudediamond.com, or go to the go, just go to YouTube and watch a few of my videos. I also have, you know, with some of my students, uh, we do some live. The one video you and I did, I think it's 69,000 uh, people have watched that video on YouTube.com slash CDMentor. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's amazing they love that live sales call, that cold call you and I demonstrated. Right, yeah. yeah that was really good. A lot of fun. Well, Claude, I know we're, uh, we're coming up to the time that we said we wanted to stay under. And I appreciate fast, you. It goes doesn't it? It, it does. I appreciate you, you taking the time. And, and to get an idea of some of what we're talking about with this book, if you're watching the video, I'm holding up this book of, of it's a Claude, biggie, man. Claude Diamond's Lease Purchase Times and the Success Stories. It's, uh, he calls it the ultimate collection. And you've got a lot of really good, fun stuff in here. And, and I, I like the fact that you are – it's not boring. Um, it's not the same. You've got little that, images in here and you, you inject your sense of humor, right? Thank you. And uh, it's, it's very fun to read. And it's no, none, no two 
of these newsletters look look the same. Um, but it's all different. You said the magic word boring. We can we we are our own media companies today. We cannot. We have to entertain people and give them good contemporary non-commercial information if we're going to win them over to do real estate. Right. You're absolutely right. That, and if that if that isn't different from 20 years, 30 years ago, my gosh, it's a different world today. It's a better world. Yep. Yep. We are at the cusp of a revolution in marketing right now. It is. It is. I think we're at the very, very beginning of a of a way to market and from home, creating our own media companies like you and I are doing, and completely lowering our costs. From when I used to spend tens of thousands of dollars to to almost next to nothing now to market these things. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm, I'm yeah. grateful to be living today too. I'm gra I'm grateful to know you and thank you for doing these wonderful podcasts, Joe. Thank you. Well, thank you, Claude. Guys, go to realestateinvestingmastery.com. Pull up the show notes. Just look up virtual attraction marketing or do a search for Claude on the podcast on the on the website. And Claude, to get more information about you, what's a good site to send people to? ClaudeDiamond.com. Uh, ClaudeDiamond.com. Yeah, real easy. Uh, you'll see my webpage. There'll be videos there, links. You can sign up for my newsletter. Uh, you can call me. My phone number is there. Um, I say at the end of every one of my videos, call me. I answer my own phone. Um, uh, we have a really different, and we'll talk about it some other time, a very different take on the marketing approach. Yeah. What What is it? Do you want to give your phone number out on this podcast, Claude? Sure. I don't care. 970-281-5151. You'll either get me, you'll get me, my secretary, my wife, occasionally my kids. Okay. Somebody always answers the phone. You won't get... Uh, a recording, you won't get a boiler room. 970-281-5151. And, uh, you know, don't, don't just call Claude to, to, uh, to blow up his phone. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, all right, Claude, hey, thanks a lot. This has been fun. Thank you, Joe. It was great. Bye-bye, everyone. <laughs>